He's just—he's got the smarmiest laugh I've ever heard. Goes mm-hmm. with his face. <laughs> his face. His face isn't the problem. It's his hair. Oh well, it's well, what hair? What hair, oh. Homer? He has the worst head ever. Ugh. We've already covered this. It's disgusting. But I like that show. <laughs> What's the deal? The Seinfeld review show that's happy to see you. Each week we dissect every episode of Seinfeld in chronological order. With me today, as always, is Christopher Young. Hi. And Patrick Armstrong. Hello. I'm Cameron Wong and this is episode 41 and today we'll be looking at season 4, episode 2, The Trip, part 2. We're back! I know, that was quite a hiatus. Yeah. How long was it? I, I think by the time this episode airs, it will be one month and three weeks. That's a long time. It's a long time for a show that indicated that the next episode would be coming out again next week, like it always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Our listeners are resilient. That or they've stopped listening to the show, because no one's uh, bothered to hassle us about, you know, where's the show? Post a new episode. That's not true. Dave did. Dave got mad about it. Oh, yeah. One of our, our newest listeners who apparently uh, wants to get on the show one day to try and defend his good honor and correct some stories that he feels have been uh, uh, misconstrued. Would that be a good way to describe it? I don't even know if he really... Like, I mean, with the bank story and stuff like that, I don't know if he, if he really even contends our account of things i think he just wants to he just wants in on the what's the deal experience you know yeah you know a lot of people do though the fame it's tough it's tough you could literally be exposed to like 30 40 people well dude's been sleeping in my closet for a month so is he there right now no he's in the other room you're keeping him locked in your closet he smells (laughs) Well, uh, I feed him fish heads. <laughs> that's oh, like like Bart. That's right. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads. So what was, Chris- what was Bart Stoppelganger's name? <laughs> he had a name. Um, damn it. He did have a name. Mm, I want to know this without googling it. Um, Hugo. Hugo? Hugo, yeah. Yeah, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Hugo. It's Hugo. Yeah. There we go. Okay, uh, now I'm just make sure I know. It's definitely Hugo because he's got the scar, right? Remember the scars on the wrong side? I feel like that's it. Yeah. You got it, Cameron. How are you doing, Cameron? Well, Chris uh, Googles things. Yeah. Heard you I'm, went camping. Yeah, I'm doing well. I was camping, it's true. I was out there in the in the forest. It was pretty cold. I got a couple bug bites. But overall, yeah, a couple bug bites. Overall, pretty good, though. Good camping trip. I went to China Beach. You went to China? Beach. A long flight to go camping. (laughs) You ever heard of China Beach? Yeah. I heard they have quite the population. (laughs) 
Now, why does the country only have one beach? That seems weird. Yeah. Especially is it like is that like a uniform of like uniformity of communism type thing? Like you got to just have one beach to be efficient. I'm not sure, Did, but there was an uh, uh the, there was a TV show called China Beach that was about uh an evacuation hospital in the Vietnam War. Huh. And I gotta say, the DVD cover is hilarious. I'm gonna go ahead and suggest that that will be on our our show notes this week but you know what all sorts of stuff happened while the show was on hiatus i finished teaching summer school i went camping (laughs) i went to i went to Kelowna. how's that for a hot spot for you home of the Kelowna rockets yeah i I saw the stadium and everything ogopogo yeah well i guess a lake monster i remember my ex-girlfriend's mom, I guess both her parents, lived in uh, in Kelowna. Hmm. And I hadn't been to Kelowna in years and years and years. And we went and visited. And as we're driving into the city, she points out to me, look, that place has an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what I, I knew. <laughs> as you can I see, I went to like a place Kelowna. that was a hotbed of activity during the break. You guys I could... Mean, Obviously, our listeners now understand why I didn't have the time to record a show until now. Uh, Patrick, what's your excuse? Also, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I moved to Montreal, um, which took some time. And then otherwise, I've just kind of been dicking around. I have no excuse after that. I can barely understand you now through your thick French-Canadian accent. Well, you know, actually... I was looking at the laws, and at least half, the first half of this podcast now has to be in French to preserve the French culture of Quebec. Non. And you know what? Since the weekend I moved to Montreal, Chris Young visited me. It's true, I did. Well, he didn't visit me. He visited Montreal. I visited you. You were part of the destination. Uh, I liked how Chris was aggressively... Like, uh, like aggressively didn't speak French. Like, I would del- not say it was aggressive. Well, I mean, you deliberately mispronounced the few words you do know. Two French no. people just to annoy them? No. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour et bienvenue. Uh, what's the deal? Does that fit the requirements of our show? Yeah, it's pretty good. You don't happen to have any uh, non-secular words you're going to say on our show, do you, Patrick? Banan? Bibliotech. Hippopotam? Pomblamous. Oh, boy. Um, well, everybody's favorite uh, French speaker, Chris Young, how are you this week? Oh, I'm good. Do you want good. to expand Start school. On... Start school soon? Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of studying for an exam that I can, so I can unfail a class that I didn't really go to once last year. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Got uh, got some things going on. Busy, busy. Yeah, go go go. <laughs> Buy low, sell high. You sound kind of like, like a, a high school drug dealer trying to talk cool. <laughs> I'm a businessman. Yeah. All right, only the first one was free, Cameron. 
Oh yeah. Well, I'm buying. I'm well, buying. The rest now. are not free. Not free. The rest are an increased price from free. I That's you, how it works. I'm getting excited not- about this about this PlayStation 4 business. You guys ready for this? Uh, I'm kind of ready for a PlayStation 3. Nice. I want to play Journey. I might might get a PlayStation 3. I want to play the Mass Effects. It's pronounced Mass Effects. I thought it was Mass Mass Effects I. No. It's Mass Effect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How have people gone without the show in their life? I almost committed suicide. I mean, it was a it was a hollow, hollow summer for a lot of listeners. Going more than more than a week without being able to hear my own voice. And those damn Stop. Yankees just tied the Blue Jays two two, top of the fifth. Wait, is that good or bad? Damn Yankees, but it's the Blue Jays. You hate Toronto, but he likes I, the Blue Jays. I, I like the Blue Jays. Really. Okay. I went. I went to Seattle to watch a Blue Jays game. Perpetual underdog since 1993. Is 1992 when they won a bunch of times? Well, you can only win once in a year, but uh, well, they won the year before, which well, was also in, in that year. They won in 1992 and 1993. There you go. So my first <laughs> sentence was: I saw a birdie with a hat on from a Toronto Blue Jays mascot. I don't know what he was doing. Really your full sentence? Your first. Oh, that was, that was my first, first sentence. sentence. Yeah, I saw a birdie with a hat on, and I wouldn't stop saying it for like a day. That's a pretty complex sentence. Yeah, I was going to say. And no. you know what? He's been saying it for years and years. I know. I know. We'll be out having a drink. Chris just kind of leans towards the. Well, window. I only say it when the bird has a hat on. He, I think that hat is sewn say? onto his head. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is the show about again? What it's uh this is the Blue Jays podcast. Oh. How about them Jays? Yeah, I know. You see, it's it's been a while now because this is the point of the show previously where Chris would have said, "Hello and welcome to what's the I deal? thought about the it. Only I thought about Blue it, Jays I, podcast. I wanted to, but I didn't do it. Well, you screwed it up. I admire your restraint, Chris. So, in this week's episode of Seinfeld, we are looking at the second part of the trip. You guys have been uh, on hold in the middle of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Well, this week we see a very long intro to the episode recapping what happened in the first part, in which Kramer has been accused of being a serial murderer. This week, Jerry and George try to come to his rescue, while Kramer attempts to exfiltrate himself from the situation. I feel like we did this episode. We did the first we, half. We did the first half. I know. Half. I think that's when I watched it. I haven't watched it since then. Well, you got but the I have notes, notes. I have notes. And yeah, there's not too much more to say to describe this episode. Um, no Elaine. Mm-hmm. No nothing. I don't have much notes. Uh. It's nice that they get so many outside shots now that they're filming in L.A., Yes, rather than just filming like in uh, New York. Yeah, well, so I guess filming on sets in LA to look like New York. So, uh, Patrick, why don't you take us into this humdinger? Wait, 
Oh my goodness, it's been so long. Guess what, people? Head on over to whatsthedealshow.com where we will have all of today's show notes plus all of the back episodes that you've been forced to listen to again and again and again while you've waited. I don't even know if Yahoo owned Tumblr the last time you went to check out. Was Obama president? Did we have the internet? Obama Jr. was the president. (laughs) Is that the new... Obama Jr. would be the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Time machine. So, the monologue. We start with some jokes about, uh, you know, police investigations in general. Specifically, about the chalk outline guy. You know, the guy in movies who draws a chalk outline around the corpse. The joke was that we're up to the third Obama now. And so, Obama the third? That's right. And so, chalk outline guy, he's got a pretty easy job, you know. They give it to the, the dumb guy on the police force. So, do they, do they yeah, actually... really close to the corpse. That, they, that was my thought. How fun could that be? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a fun job. It's an easy job, though. Uh, a sufficiently yeah. desensitized kindergartner could do that job. Um, but yeah, so do they still do this? Do they actually do a chalk outline? They probably just take photos, huh? I've Have they ever really done a, a chalk outline? I've never really been 100% on what the point of the chalk outline was for, because they've always taken photos. Even what about before photos? They just didn't investigate murders then, right? I mean, like 100 years ago? I mean... Well, before a photo it, was a... David Crusoe wasn't CSIing stuff before... There were photos, and since there were photos, they've been taking him of the of the corpse. So you don't think they ever did chalk outlines? I'm not saying that. I just never assumed that the chalk outline had anything to do with with. I don't know why they did it. I just thought it looked cool. This is where a guy died, and this is what he looked like. Lie so, in it. See if you can do the, like the same pose, people. It's fun. Uh. I went ahead and researched the answer to the questions we're asking right now about the, the chalk outlines. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of uh, talk about this, and apparently the practice is potentially so old that most people don't recognize it as being done. Uh, obviously, people try not to do it at all, if possible, because uh, you contaminate the crime scene <laughs> right around where the body would be. Um, now... So, however, the the interesting I found out was that apparently, while the practice more or less doesn't exist uh, at this point anymore and probably hasn't existed for ages, um, apparently uninformed police officers will still do this sometimes. They'll just be carrying around chalk or like there'll be a murder scene and then they'll run to the dollar store and buy some chalk. They'll, they'll try and mark things uh, with, like, fluorescent paint, so they won't use chalk, right? They don't carry around chalk. So wait, they use, like, the dead body as a stencil? No, so what they try to do is, like, so for the photographs, um, they might, if they find, like, a shell casing, they try to, like, spray fluorescent paint underneath of it to make it more apparent where they are, so it's easier to see where these things are for later to take the pictures, or so that you don't step on stuff in the crime scene, but of course... Uh, it ruins, uh, it, it contaminates the crime scene. 
Wait, what I don't understand is why they outlined the corpse at all. What was the point of that? Yeah. Again, I, but I also also just thought it was cool, and it was something Wait, okay. that they, they did. I just looked this up on Wikipedia, and it says that it was mostly used for the press for to take photos, but it wouldn't be as gruesome as an actual body photo. Cool. See, looks cool. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Check right. this out. Dead body over here. Look how he lied. You know, I bet people are glad, you know, they're listening to our show and they're learning. They're learning. I'm learning. Chalk outlines. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go outline a body right now. Well, after the show. Okay. Um, And so like. Fluorescent paint. Um, So Jerry and George, they're driving. Uh, They're upset because they just saw that Kramer's on the lam. And uh, they're going to go drive to the police station to tell the police that Kramer is innocent. George is also very hungry. He couldn't eat anything because of the time difference. And he's complaining that there was he couldn't eat breakfast because it was lunchtime for him. For his stomach. Yeah. He has stomach jet lag. <laughs> Although, I, I don't understand this. George, look at that man. George loves brunch. Yep. You look at George, there's a man who 100% loves brunch. Yeah, couldn't he just tell himself he was having brunch? Apparently not. Yeah. But uh, I like how they're so irritated with each other. Jerry's just like, have you ever heard of egg salad? People eat that for lunch. And then George just thinks... Oh, well, I guess if there's egg salad, I could have eaten eggs, and that would have been fine. It's a hey, question. What episode are we doing? Are we doing the keys? <laughs> like, part two? You said it was the keys part two. There is no keys part two. There's the trip, then the trip part two. I, we're doing the trip part two. Oh, you said it was the keys part two. In my text message, I said the keys, but at the beginning of the episode, I said the trip part well, who's two. Who's listening? Okay. You okay there, Chris? Fine and dandy. So, do you guys do, are you guys on board with this at all? Like, I feel like I can eat any meal at any time, whatever is available and seems good. If I'm hungry, I will be fine with that. Nope. No. Oh, sometimes I just don't want that thing. But if it's your only option and you're really hungry, you'll eat that, right? <sighs> it depends. You know, so I don't really like Chinese food. And if I was really, really hungry, no, I wouldn't eat it. It would be like, I don't, I don't, uh, no. Hmm. I don't know why. Because it wouldn't be like, because if I'm really, really hungry, then I, then if anything, I more want the thing that I'm craving. And like Chinese food would be the opposite. Like if I'm really, really hungry, let's face it, I want some sort of, poutine or pat or pizza and Chinese food isn't that at the end of that I'm gonna be like I feel like I didn't even have any fries or cheese curds with this Chinese food very little this cheese is very in the, uh... <laughs> so basically hey, we're back you everybody won't... you just won't eat a meal without cheese nothing Dave <laughs> um 
All right. It's not the one in the middle of that cheese. It's just like, for instance, if I'm really hungry, I'm going to get it in my head that I want something specific. And if you offer me, like, the most, like, antithetical thing to that thing, I'm not going to eat that thing. I could eat most things for almost any meal. There's a few things that I'm not sure that I could eat it for that meal. Like, I think sushi first thing in the morning might be a hard sell for me. Yeah, I'm not but you, th- in the morning. but you think if you were in Georgia's situation, assuming it's possible for your stomach to have jet lag, um, do you feel like you could make a meal at a breakfast place if you really wanted lunch? Yes. What? Of course. BLT. You're done. Do many places serve a BLT for breakfast? You could. I bet you could ask for a BLT, though, right? <clears throat> they've got bread. They've got bacon. They've certainly got lettuce and tomato. Their lettuce might not be prepped yet. No. You go anywhere. You go to a restaurant that's not Chinese food. I'm finding a meal. Um, I do. I really grilled like cheese. how... It doesn't matter. What time? Give me all the grilled cheese. Once again, with the cheese. Listen, cheese troll. Settle down. <laughs> Listen, I re- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I really like, speaking of being angry, how angry George is in the scene and how irritated they are with each other. Uh, I feel like this is some pretty good acting. Like they, they do genuinely seem like irritated and short-tempered with each other, which I feel like we haven't seen a lot of in Seinfeld. Uh, but I think it's good. I like it a lot. Um, uh, yeah, this this episode, even though it's been a while since we watched the last one, I actually think whatever reason seems way better than the last episode did. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about the nature of their interactions with each other just seems more genuine, much more what I expect of Seinfeld. I know I've said that a lot on this show, but it's it's evolving, you know? Well, I mean... As we go, the show is only going to, like, get more into its groove. So, you know, it'll almost always be true with each episode that it'll be more Seinfeldy. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's evolving. Um, and so they realize they don't really know where they're going and they need to make a phone call to figure out or how to get to the police station and call the police. Uh, and... George has to get some change, but he really hates it. Because, uh, you know, they do that thing where they hate you. If you buy change, they squint at you like you're doing something awful. And then they just decide to call 911, which seems like a bad idea to me. I can't believe it works. Um, have you guys ever had trouble getting change? Like, do you find it embarrassing? I don't um, like asking a stranger for change on the road. I'll tell you that much. I what about in, what about in like a gas station? No, I would just ask. I mean, yeah, I know if they, exactly. If they want me to buy something, I'll be irritated. But if it's pressing enough, I'll buy something. I really hate if you need a specific amount of change, like you need all loonies if you're going to do like laundry or something, and then you ask for change. And then they're like, sorry, I can't just give you change. And then you're like, okay, I'll buy the cheapest thing in the store. And for me, it always seems to be like a pack of certs is the least expensive thing. It's mm, like, and I love certs. It's like 65 cents. And then they'll give me like two toonies and like 
You like gotta be more specific, cents. more assertive. I'll ask for just loonies, and then I'll say, sorry, I don't have many loonies. I can't give you loonies. And then I'll be really mad and say, I don't want to buy it anymore and ask for my $5 back. Yeah, if they don't have the 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 proper, like, uh, change, like, if they don't have enough, if they don't have cash to give you a little change, that's, that's really annoying. But, like, for my, I know exactly what you mean with the laundry, because my laundry, three loonies, four quarters. And I'll go into the grocery store and I'll ask for that back. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe in this day and age how difficult it is to just get change. Like, for the most part, you just have to go to a bank to get, like, I can believe it. We're like outlawing change left and right. What? Yeah, what are you talking about? We outlawed the penny. I don't think we outlawed the penny. Yeah, we did. Right, but what about, what about all the other change? Doesn't it seem like at every grocery store there should be like an opposite of the coin star where you put in a 20 and it gives you like a roll of loonies? No, I think you're thinking moving, of an arcade, Patrick. Yeah, we're moving away from this model. That's why it's getting harder. Now it's like, oh, new iPhone doesn't have NFC so I can't pay for stuff with my phone. Blame. We're moving away from cash and change. But I still need it. Yeah, you still need it sometimes, but the fact that it gets it's getting harder to get it makes sense. It's being marginalized as an important means of currency. Well, here's I what know. I saw Honestly, the other day. Laundry in an apartment, you've got a little card that you can charge using your debit or credit card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. amazing. I would yeah, love Dave that. and Buster style. Yeah, Dave them too. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So they call nine nine one one. What the heck is Dave and Buster's? Oh, it's like an arcade thing out here. It's like it's weird. Like okay, so it's an arcade, but it's also a bar. So it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but for grownups. Uh, the only thing is they still let kids in. So you're just like wandering around, like half cut. You've got all your tickets and stuff, and you're trying to play. Uh, like that Jurassic Park game where you shoot the dinosaurs or like... I think that's all the Jurassic Park games, Chris. I know, right? But you know the one I'm talking about where you, like, you sit in the booth. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You're shooting and, with the light gun. That's right, yeah. And you're sitting there and you're walking around and you're going to all these like old-ass racing games and stuff. And you're, you, are, you are drinking, you know? You're drinking while doing this and you are getting drunk. And there's kids everywhere. Like, like... They're allowed to do it, too, but I don't think they're getting the alcohol. But uh, that's a different Buster's. And also, don't order the nachos, because they just use pump cheese. I had managed to go my entire life, like, literally 27 years, without having had pump cheese. See, and now it's all coming together, because, I mean, man, how many times have I heard Chris's pump cheese story? (laughs) The irritation about this pump cheese... What's wrong it's with the pump gross. cheese? It's fine. Oh, it's gross. Patrick, what do you think? Pump cheese on like nachos? Uh, if I'm extremely drunk, I might like it. I wasn't nearly drunk enough. I was trying to kill time before a bus ride. If I'm completely sober, it's really gross. It's I, I don't like it that it's sticky. It's gross. Yeah. It's like pump cheese slices liquefied. I mean, 
I mean, no, it's gross. To say nothing of the fact that you're just drunk playing video games with 12-year-olds. Yeah, that's weird. Which admittedly has been my adult experience in other arcades. It's just that, you know, they don't they don't serve me the alcohol. But man, imagine how jealous those 12-year-olds are, are, are that you're getting beer. They're just mad that I'm taller than them. Um, so We give them our yeah. tickets, though. We give them our tickets. Because they still spit up the tickets. And then you take the tickets and you get, like, prizes and stuff at the prize booth and it's candy. I and they still the do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know... You kid, you can have my tickets, and I'm going to get a beer. And, you know, it's how Circle of Life and such. That's nice. I know. Is that the Circle of Life? Listen, Cameron, I think I've seen Lion King enough to know that that is exactly the Circle of Life. You don't remember the arcade scene? Where, yeah, where, with where, Rafiki. Where yeah, Rafiki, Rafiki is yeah. playing Raiden, and, yeah. you know, like, then he plays skee-ball, gets a bunch of points. And, and then uh, dies at Tekken. And then uh, like, Rafiki no. gives all his Rafiki gives all his points to Simba. Yeah, right. Simba draws that little thing, and then Scar comes out, and they play Dance Dance Revolution. And but then Lana's all like, "Ooh, you're so good at that game." And then Scar's really upset Baby. that Simba beats his high score. Yeah, and then the kid with the power glove comes out. And they and play they Super Mario Brothers Mario 3. 3. See how we came together on that? You gotta use the We've P seen this movie. We've seen this movie. Coming to America. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they call 911 and eventually get picked up by, uh, by the cops. There's a funny scene where they don't know where they are and ask the people on the street. And people are very unhelpful. But uh, eventually they get picked up. Yeah. Um, so while they're there, hang on a second. So when they get picked up, they start this discussion. Now this is going to play into the next scene. They start a discussion about tipping a chambermaid. Yep. They make a bet that George's bed, the sheets will be tucked. Now we we covered this in our last episode. Would you like your sheets tucked or untucked? That uh, was our last episode. Yeah. And so God. the uh, <laughs> the bet is that George's bed, despite his request for untucked will be tucked, and that if he loses the bet, he has to pay the, quote, chambermaid's tip. Mm-hmm. First of all, who uses the phrase chambermaid? Yeah, I have that right there. It says, do you say chambermaid? I don't know who says chambermaid. They also make a reference to a bellhop in this episode. It's just I mean, a maybe backwards world in maybe, La La Land. Maybe if you're a character in Downton Abbey and you're talking about the person who cleans your room in the estate you live in, that's a chambermaid, but in you know the Radisson or wherever Jerry's staying. It's not See, a, I feel like it's not a chambermaid. Antiquated bellhop still a thing. Yeah, if your hotel's fancy enough, you got a bellhop. Yeah, like it. Like I mean, yeah. If you have that guy doing that job, like I mean, all hotels have the chambermaid, but they're just not called that. Whereas if your hotel has that guy that brings your your luggage up and then asks you for a tip subtly by rubbing his fingers together, that dude's a bellhop. Number hmm. one, great reference to Home Alone 2. Yep, yep. Tim Number Curry. two, Tim Curry. I mean, I haven't seen too many hotels with that, like, Shriner guy out front anymore. I feel I've been like... to a few. Yeah, it was one last summer. 
They do still exist. They are much more rare than they used to be, I think. But I mean, are they really a bellhop? Aren't aren't they basically? I don't know. Don't, don't we just kind of call them like a porter? Aren't they just like a, a concierge or something like that? No, a concierge is the person who tells you how to get to the nearest restaurant. Yeah. They have the little desk. They tell you about the things in the area. They can tells get you, you like hours for the pool. Maybe a dry cleaner. But don't don't they all do that job now? Isn't that all just rolled into one for the most nope. part? Nope. No. There's I mean, it, the desk, it depends maybe. on your hotel. Like if, if it's a hotel where the only employees in the lobby are the desk employees, then it's sort of all rolled into one. But as soon as you get to your fancier hotels, they, they separate all those jobs out. They got specialties. But I mean, even like, the, no, even in the hotels where you go in and they have minimal staff, like let's say you're going in at like four in the morning and you're checking in late, even if it's minimal staff and it's just the people behind the desk, those people aren't helping you take your bags up. No. That's the bellhop. Whether he's on shift or not. Mm-hmm. All I know is there's that bellhop who said he could take psychic photographs, and that's it. What are you talking about? His last name was like Serial or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's... Was his first name so, Killer? Ted, 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 Ted Serios. He was a bellhop in Chicago. And uh, he uh, claimed to be able to produce what he called photographs on Polaroid film. And that he created them using psychic powers. Podcast taking a dark turn. Um, so do you guys tip the chambermaid? The chambermaid? No. I never see her. Huh. Do you ever tip her, Cameron? How do you... Well, num- number one... No. And that's it. <laughs> I tip the bellhop, but I I never see the chambermaid. And you don't want to tip the chambermaid. They still clean your room. Yeah, I know. But how are you going to do it? By, like, leaving money money out? And then they're like, oh, I bet they just left this money out for me? That's a bad chambermaid. That's exactly what you don't want your chambermaid doing. Assuming that the money you leave out is for them. You leave out the money on the morning you're checking out. I then... like the idea that Chris has brought all of his luggage with him out of the hotel. He's taken absolutely everything, but he leaves five dollars behind on the Not table. all of the money. No, I mean like if you're there for multiple fed... days. Yeah, yeah but so you, you tip, tip at, the, at end. the end of your trip. When all your stuff is gone. Oh, I see. And... <laughs> I'm still not doing that. No. But I mean just because you don't see her, though? Because, I mean, you don't really see the chef. You don't see the guy cleaning your yeah, dishes. But you see their work. And when you leave your tip, that that's going to them, too. It's all shared. Yeah. At a restaurant. Yeah, I know. You don't need to see the person. You just see the product. Your room is nice, well-made. Bathroom's clean. I do like that. I mean, I do really like that. Now, all that being said, I'm still not tipping a maid. And I'll tell you this. Yeah, me either. Screw that. I'm not tipping anybody who's carrying my luggage. You should have let me I carry it guy. myself. I took well, you that can guy. just carry it yourself. I know. I probably would. Sometimes I do. Sometimes the guy carries it up. Um, like, mostly I'm just terrified of having that moment where he stands there, Home Alone style, and I'm like, oh, shit. Give him a stick of gum. Yeah, I don't have gum usually. See, I usually tip the made in a hotel you know it's hey, not... that's what you call them i for, i couldn't think of what the new name was it's just me yeah. it's just chamber maybe the chamber you know it's not usually a lot but it's usually you know if i'm staying you know just two nights or something you know a couple bucks something like that 
they're not called maids anymore anyways people usually call them just like cleaners like hotel cleaners stuff like that i feel like maids better um but yeah you you leave a tip eh yeah leave a little something it's especially i especially like doing it when i'm in the u.s because then you can leave like three one dollar bills and it feels like you're a big shot when you're leaving just a couple three dollars when you're leaving just a couple coins it's not as exciting you know who it doesn't feel like a a big shot to Anyone receiving a three dollar tip. <laughs> I mean, but they, get like, if they live in the states and are not impressed by their paper that, money. That big shot with his uh, three yeah. bucks he left behind. I thought that was like an oil tycoon or something. Hey, saying in this at room. least I'm tipping something. It's an insulting tip. God, I mean, I feel like this would be like paltry if it were changed. But I mean, I can go to the strip club with this. We're gonna have to mark right. this episode explicit. Patrick's making it rain on these chambermaids. <laughs> oh, I know. $3. <laughs> you guys are just being defensive that you don't tip at all, and you're bad people. You crap. <laughs> um, Patrick throwing nickels out of the window at the bellboys. He drives away. Right. You, know, like, you so, know what? 10 o'clock rolls around, and I'm, I'm poking my head out the door. My chamber is full. So after the LAPD pick up Jerry and George, uh, they're kind of fooling around in the back of the cruiser. They're kind of acting like little kids. I don't really, first of all, I don't understand why they just left their car in the middle of nowhere where they don't know where it is. Uh, Second, um, I think it's funny how the cops say, like, they can do whatever they want. This whole scene is just super bad. Like the movie Super Bad? Yeah. yeah. I think you're thinking of Super Troopers. I'm not. I'm thinking of McLovin in the car with Seth Rogen and the other guy that's not Seth Rogen. And they're just like bombing around, having a good time. And he's like, they're like, you want, you want, you want the siren? Let's do the siren. Yeah, you know what? You're, they're even disappointed that they haven't shot anybody. Yeah. You're right, Chris. No. But anyway... Everyone's having a good time in the car. Yep. I really like when Jerry and George do the siren sounds. I like how the cop car has no divider between the front and the back. Don't have to. Uh, Cops in L.A. are tough. Not like the sissy New York cops. Yeah, they deal with that possible 519 like it's nothing. Yep. Have you guys Um, ever been for a ride-along? No, never. I've never been in a police car. Yeah. I don't know. When did you go on a ride-along? Oh my uh my uncle he's a police officer. Huh. Cool. Was it did fun? Did you shoot anybody? He didn't, but I did. Has your uncle ever shot anybody? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, was it the first question you asked? I guess not. That'd be the first no. question I asked. No, I did I didn't care that much. It it, it wasn't that it it wasn't as thrilling as I had I had hoped it could possibly be. Did you put the siren on? Yeah, the siren went on. Did you get to like run through red lights? Yeah, we went through a light. God, that's cool. It was pretty good. But I mean, most of the night was kind of like shooing homeless people off of private property. Yeah, I bet. What, uh, what city was this in that you were Vancouver. riding along in? I bet maybe telling drunk people to go home. Yeah, there was some of that. Uh, Did you get to like that... be a cop? Uh, no, it wasn't like kindergarten cop. It wasn't quite like that. But Did mm. you get to wear his hat at any point? No, I didn't want to wear the hat. Could you get to get out of the car, like, and stand behind him and, like, put your hands on your hips and, like, yeah, I'm part of the authority here, too. 
jerk. Did you wear the bulletproof vest? No, I didn't do any of those things. Hmm. Did you shoot anybody? Yeah. Cool. Shot him dead. Good. (laughs) Um, So he deserved it. So oh, he had it coming. Yeah. Let me ask you guys. Oh, come on. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Yeah. You're in the back seat of the car. Yeah. You've been arrested. Yeah. They pick up another guy, unrelated to you. They throw him in the back. Are you chatting? Yeah, uh, it chatting. depends. Depends on well, what I depends did. Depends on what? Depends on what I did. Depends on what they did. Depends on how I'm feeling. You know, if I've just been, if my life is like ruined, you know, I'm probably not too chatty. But okay, well, you know, if I just, if I just got arrested for. Public urination. Can't imagine. So let's say I get arrested for public urination. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be embarrassing. I I certainly hope that would never happen to me. I would be mortified. Turns out you don't get arrested for that sort of thing. How much was the ticket? I just got a thing from the collection agency about it. It's like three years ago. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's that. Two fifty. $250 because you couldn't use a toilet. I didn't want to. People dial way nice. back into the uh, What's the Deal archives and find all about pee scoops. Yeah, well, the fans <laughs> will know. Cameron, are you chatting in the back of the, the car? Am I chatting? Um, it does kind of depend on what I did and if I saw what the other person did. Like, if I saw the other person also, like, let's say I'm like Chris and I just have to use the world as a toilet. Um, I, if I saw another guy doing that and he got arrested, definitely talk to him. Yeah. If they just drag him out of a building, probably not. I don't know. I'd be like, so man, cool way to murder that dude. Did you do it? And then he bites your nose off. Oh, that'd be the worst. Are you chatting, Patrick? Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little. I mean, how long of a ride are we talking? I mean, it's going to be a good fifteen minutes. Yeah, at least. What if it's longer than that? What if you're the? What if you're? What if you get busted or something, and you got to go way downtown? It's like forty-five minutes, and you're just sitting. Like maybe for the first fifteen minutes, you're a little mopey, but after twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, you're still in that cop car. Wouldn't they just like? You're gonna be like, so did you watch Breaking Bad last night? Yeah, actually, you know, I don't know if I'm talking. I feel like I'd be yeah. pretty upset. It depends. All you but, did was pee, Patrick. I know, you're but I'd a still be prisoner. But it still means that you're going to be spending the night in jail. That sucks. Political prisoner. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this guy ends up getting picked up. He does chat, and uh, you know, he was obviously trying to steal a car, and. Uh, Jerry and George seem, you know, a little thrilled with themselves that they're friends with a serial killer. Uh, I mean, suspected serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> they don't think he did it. Um, I mean, I think that's funny that that's uh, their chat up. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny that that's what they go with. I feel like in maybe another episode they'd feel like they had to lie. Like, what What do we have to say to this guy to try and impress him? Hmm. 
And just being friends with the serial killer, I don't know if that's enough for them. Really? I feel like they're pretty pleased with themselves. They are, but I feel like I feel like there's a chance that they need more. I feel like there's a chance that they'd be like, murder. I think I would embellish the story when I told it to other people. And then the pee was going all over the place. No, and then the serial killer tried to serial kill me, but then I, like, I stopped him with karate. Mm. And as yeah. I had been running for over 40 minutes, I didn't have time to stop at a toilet. So right. I peed in the back alley behind the I bar. could get uromycetosis poisoning and die. And then the cop was like, that was sick, bro. And he made me a cop. And we, you know, busted some crime. Including that other guy again, because he got away. We found um, him. So on the way to the police station, they get another call in. They found the strangler. The uh, and so, strangler? Mm-hmm, and so they see, uh, like, it cuts to... Kramer's hotel and there are an insane number of police in the the hallway arresting him uh, and while this happens they leave the door open Jerry and George get out to see what's up and the uh, 519 suspect escapes Tobias mm-hmm. um, did you guys I, notice I re- that there's a little cameo in the uh, arrest scene no Larry David Oh, I didn't see him. Yeah, he's on the uh, right-hand side of the frame. Huh. Um, so, I really like the next scene when uh, Jerry and George go to visit um, Kramer in jail. How he looks totally, like, he just seems kind of, like, totally normal and unaware of what is going on. But at the same time, really excited to show off like being uh like upset like the hilarious scene where he gets them to drag him out of the uh questioning room it's pretty good it is pretty good uh the the scene is fun uh obviously a borrowed set i do kind of wonder if they're still making those little window pass through inter like better i don't know it's not an interrogation room but Visiting room? Do you do you think they have those the little phones? Is that still a thing? Mm, I don't know. Well, how do you think you visit someone in jail? I, I don't know. I guess if it's minimum security, you just sit at a table together. Well, I think Maybe, jail what about, jail like, in I general think... is is like the same security. It's not like prison, right? Where you have different securities. You're just at the police station. I think in jail it's like this with the glass, you know. Whereas in prison, it depends. Like, maybe it's like in Goodfellas, where they're all just like in the cafeteria together. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, hmm, I I think it's pretty much like this. Isn't a jail and a prison the same thing? No, No. jail's like like at the police station where you're held held for a trial, and prison is your punishment after a trial. Yeah. But a jail is a place for the confinement of people accused or convicted of a crime. Yeah, in the well, most, no. But a j- like, if you're in jail, like jail's like lockup. Yeah, it's like a jail's the like the drunk tank. Yeah, prison. Like, I mean, if you you can you can say you know I was in jail for ten years and you weren't at the local police station for ten years, but that's a prison. That's a penitentiary. 
Yeah. Oh, I see. So a prison is the building which houses multiple jail cells. A jail is a room. Yeah. So like uh, a I can, police I can station. Get on top. I can get on board yeah. with that. A police station will have a jail. And yeah. in common parlance, people say like when they're in jail, that means like they're at the police station. All right. Well, I think if you're in jail, you're talking to someone through some bars. I think you're just going back there. I think there's just a holding cell. You go and talk to them there. I don't like know. A Wild think... West clink. No, Even if I it's think like there's a... the window. I think there's the desk with the door with the with the phone and the and the glass. I don't know. Well, we're gonna like, have in to my test mind, this. A, a, a jail. All right, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and pee somewhere else inappropriate. This time, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna get arrested, and one of you is gonna have to come visit me. Are there any threats attached to your uh, collections for the uh, pee bill? Probably. I don't know. I didn't really read it. Is there potential legal action coming against you, Chris? What kind of legal action? No, if it's gone to a collection agency, that means they've already well, sold the debt. Hasn't even done that yet. It was like contact us in the next fourteen days. Otherwise, we can go to collection agency. Something, wow. something, something. We are the law. You can't just piss anywhere you want, even though there was nobody there and it was a dark alley and people do it all the time, including me every night. <laughs> um so here the we next go. Scene. here we go here we go here we go the due date for the payment of the above noted fines totaling 250 dollars july 5th 2010 and pursuant to your non-payment a certificate something something bank draft something in order to avoid further legal action and court costs if you are unable to pay you don't really want to pay uh fail in 14 days leave us no other way to Initiate collection proceedings by filing a certificate judgment in the court registry, which may affect your credit rating, all bold, and result in possible garnishment in wages and seizures. I feel like my debt and stuff like this is a recurring theme on this show. Have we talked about this before? About I you feel like we've in the had... alley? No, well, I think that too. But I think we talked about some other bill that I had. Oh, yeah, it was my 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 phone or my 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 internet bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we also talked about your uh, library fine. Yeah, I don't know if we can sweet sweet talk my way out of this one. Yeah. Like well, why don't you just hard. have your uh, little story about how your mom was supposed to pay your public urination <laughs> fee, but you were in Europe. And you just got back, and she hadn't paid it yet, and come on, guys. Cameron, you don't think I tried that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the police officer. I was like, my mom is supposed to be home to let me in, but she's not. I had to be here, officer. In the next scene. Can't catch me, coppers. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, the next scene, we see Kramer in questioning. And we've got this, like, bad news lieutenant who we've seen a few times questioning Kramer. He's really got it out for Kramer. He's uh, he's really pushing his buttons, you know. Oh, Kramer's he starts, sick. He's sick. He's a real sickie, you know. Like, uh, I really like how he's talking about how, you know, maybe the reasons he's a killer. You know, his mom didn't love him enough. Or there was a pervert in the park who had a present in his pants. Uh, you know, and there's some great acting from Michael Richards. You know, he starts kind of crying. It sounds like a leaky balloon almost. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's great. I love seeing Michael Richards cry like this. 
Yeah, it's pretty Sometimes. good. Uh, it's a good interrogation, too. I like how he accuses them of having multiple personalities, including the bellhop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kramer's just going around town picking up people's bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes um, I wonder how fast I would break under sort of interrogation. Probably pretty fast. What if you didn't do it? I think, I don't know, I'd want him to stop. You know, maybe I'd tell him I did do it. Really? Maybe I'd be like, I didn't do it, but just shut up. He'd probably stop at that point. Hmm. Maybe not. I hope I wouldn't cry. This is, uh, uh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Let's, let's hope that you're never being interrogated, seeing as how you just said right now that you would just cop to it no matter what. All right, well, what do you so, think? So, Mr. Young, I did it. I did it. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, you know, I like Michael Richards yelling out, you got the wrong guy to him. It's pretty good. Whole thing. But eventually there's a phone call. There was another strangling. Oh, so no. Kramer's told, Kramer's told to beat it. Uh, and I like how Kramer asked how he knew about the guy in the park. Yeah, uh, that is kind of a very disconcerting moment in the episode. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like it's like a throwaway joke, but it's kind of a upsetting joke. It is. Like, did we mention what the guy in the park is? Well, he's he's the pervert with the. Uh, present in his pants in the park that's that is the exact line that the detective says to him about maybe it was the pervert in the park that had a present for you in his pants and then kramer at the end is like how'd you know about that guy like kramer kramer was traumatized as a child mm-hmm. uh yeah it's weird very dark what kind of present do you think it was uh probably like, um, Pog. like lego maybe no, I think it was Pogs. For sure it was Pogs. Cool. I was taking that. Troll doll? No. Marbles? Bucky balls. Nope. What the heck's Bucky ba- Oh, wait. Wait. Bucky balls? Yeah, those magnetic balls. What? I've never heard of no Bucky balls. <laughs> um, Patrick that- has. Yeah, of course. Bucky balls. I think they outlawed them in Canada, but I really like them. Do I mean Bucky balls? Well, these things? Magnetic balls. Well, let's just check out. I mean, I like that we're saying balls this often. Um, Balls. So, get Bucky balls has stopped doing business. Uh, They've gone out of business. I really like this. (laughs) This URL for Bucky balls is the best. GetSuperBalls.com mm-hmm. Yeah You can get Bucky Cubes too Finally I want some of those I'm not, I'm not kidding, I really like them what, what, I like what that the tagline For Super Balls is Professional Magnet Toy Store Yeah That's good What do you do with this thing? You just yeah, play just with them fiddle with, you know? Fiddle them with your Bucky Balls You never fiddled with your Bucky Balls Before Cameron? Cameron's sure never to, heard of them, so obviously I'm not sure not. how to answer this question. What do you think the guy in the park was doing? 
No, he had Lego. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a real dark turn. It's like, you know, I don't think they ever really mention it again in the episode. But I feel like if it were a different show, it could, like, explain some of Kramer's bizarre character traits. Uh, it's weird. Hmm. Um... But yeah, I love how when Kramer leaves, Jerry and George are just pacing outside the police station like cartoon characters. Like walking back and forth. I like the dance they do. Yeah, they're so excited. Because the killer struck again. <laughs> I also like that they're just... Uh, I'm glad to see people being killed taken lightly on the show. Like, if anything, mm-hmm. that marks a positive turn for the show. The extreme callousness? Bingo. Yeah. I like how the grieving family is already at the police station. Mm-hmm. Like, they discovered the killing. Kramer's out, like, five minutes. They've already got the family down. Mm-hmm. It's L.A. You gotta move fast. It's a go, go, go city. Not like sleepy New York. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. He's out of he's out of prison, out of jail. He's okay. Next scene. What is that hill called? Hollywood Hill? Is that what it's called? Is it the hill with the Hollywood sign? Yeah. Sure, let's call it that. Uh so they're sitting there. Jerry's drinking a sliced soda. George's eating a tuna sandwich. And we learn that Kramer is staying in LA. Did you guys notice that Jerry was drinking sliced soda? I didn't even look if that was a fictional soda. I, I did notice that he was drinking sliced soda. I didn't look it up. I just assumed it was a fake can made for TV shows. Oh, no, it's real. It was manufactured uh, by Pepsi. It replaced the team soda in the United States uh, and was discontinued in 2007 for Sierra Mist. Oh, Sierra Mist. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Well, I've heard of that, uh, but I'm not quite sure what it is. It's like it's kind of like Sprite, same kind of thing. How do you how do you how do you ask for a Sierra Mist? That's a ridiculous thing to ask for. Can I have a Sierra Mist, please? Uh, no. I think you just did it. Yeah, you. Yeah, I think I you did a great job. Horrible doing it. Felt, I mean, I judged you. I know. All of our listeners did. Even Mike I, Seeps. No, I thought it was good. <laughs> and he loves Sierra Mist. He told here, me. let's roll, Chris. Let's role play here. I'm uh, the server. Anytime you want to order, you want to order a Sierra Mist. Yeah. And, okay, I'll I'll start. Sure. Um. So, can I get you anything to drink to start? Uh, yes, you you can. Okay. Uh, what would you like? Can, uh, different menu. Yeah. It's uh. Here you go. Here's the drinks menu. It's I mean, this, we've got... It's this one, this one right here that I'm, that I'm pointing to, you know. Coca-Cola? Nope. Yeah, we have a Coca. No, not, uh, not Coke. The one, the one below. Uh, Sierra Mist? Uh, sure, that'd be fine. Were you not sure how it's pronounced? It's just... No, that's fine. English, Thank you. Mist. Thank you. Very much. Well, he did it. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked, I like the uh, waiter who won't just like, okay, and doesn't leave, that he's got time to be like, do you not know how that word's pronounced? <laughs> sounds like, sounds like someone's... Yeah. <laughs> Maitre d'. 
Patrick. Well, guess guess what, Patrick? You just talked yourself out of a big three dollar tip. <laughs> 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 oh God. Um. So yeah. Uh, Sierra Kramer's miss staying... all around. Sierra Kramer is staying in LA. And uh, he seems pretty positive about it, despite the fact that it seems like he is having a terrible time. Yeah, I mean, this scene verges on being a little too real for me when Kramer's like, you want me to say that I'm no better than whoever or whatever, uh, but then when George and Jerry just kind of like, oh yeah, that does sound good, and they just kind of slough it off, the scene yeah. works pretty well. Um... Yeah. What about the next scene? The next scene? Yeah. George is mad about his tuck sheets. He's okay. struggling in the sheets. I have to ask, why doesn't he just untuck them? How long just does that take? Just untuck them. Two seconds. Maybe he's still waiting for the chambermaid to come and do it, like he asked. Middle of the night. He's not leaving no $3 tip. Um, yeah, and so the... George, George isn't leaving any kind of tip. The last season here... Well, I mean, so it was Patrick, all, how long, all included. Like, you're at the hotel for a week. You leave $3? No, I'd leave more than that for, for a week. Maybe $5? Hmm. So I feel they're like... All, they're not... I mean, they're doing a lot of rooms, and it's not it's not as direct a service as, like, a taxi cab or... Uh, you know, a meal. It's not like you're in a restaurant for a whole week being served, right? Like, they're, I think they do a hotel room, like, a tidy in, like, five minutes or something, you know? I'm not giving a huge tip for that, but $5 for, you know, a week? I think that's where, half where do you, decent. Where do you As, put the money? I don't know. There's usually a table or a bedside table or something. Just leave it there. I think you'd have to clearly mark, you know, for the help. Nope, you just put it on the table. I have never had a problem with it. But what if, like, I feel like there's probably been some jerk who's like, oh, I feel like I left a tenor in the... Uh, I feel like that doesn't happen very often, but I think if that happens, then the hotel just covers it. Or says, nope, didn't find it. Tough luck. Do you think there's a chance that your tip is small enough, Patrick, that they just think that you've, like, forgotten... A couple bucks on a table. That's what I'm concerned about. Um, if I'm I don't tipping, know. I want them to know it's a tip. Hence the for the help. I, I don't Why know. Are what you are you calling th- them I mean, the help? Yeah. Because they helped. <laughs> so I'm looking on the some tipping guide. They say one to two dollars per night is fine for an average hotel. If it's a luxury hotel, three to five dollars a night. So I feel like I'm tipping in the average range. I think Chris and I are tipping in the average range. Oh, yeah. I'm not tipping at all. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't mind leaving a little tip. That's fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm joking about it, but I'll, quite seriously, I've never even considered leaving a tip. It's never crossed my mind that that's something. That's my thing. It never even for. occurred to me. Hmm? You guys are like those guys in restaurants who just refuse to tip. I refuse to tip. It never even occurred to me to tip the, the chambermaid. Yeah. yeah. You guys I are mean, just bad people. You know who you leave the payment for on the bedside table? Though That's that's 
prostitutes, Patrick. That's where their money goes. You know, I think if I made a big mess or something and they had to clean it up, like say, you know, say oh, something terrible just, happened. Just use our imaginations. Yeah, you know, made some kind of huge mess and they had to clean that up. I'd tip. I'd tip pretty heavily, you know, because I'd feel bad for them. But I mean, I'm a pretty tidy hotel guest. You know, I'm not I'm not doing a lot. I'm not just, a, just a condom right over the bedpost. Yeah. Um, so try it out for use next time. Wash. <laughs> <laughs> so so back in Jerry's apartment. Patrick's uh, got like the little note. It's like if the condoms on the floor of the bathroom, I'd like a new one. <laughs> if it's in the bathtub, just wash it out. <laughs> so. In Jerry's apartment, George is talking about how if he owned a company, his employees would love him and there would be big photos on the wall, like Lennon. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think you'd like to have huge photos and people like semi-worshipping you somewhere? Sure. Do you think you would actually enjoy that? You'd enjoy it? Yeah, why Wait, not? what? Like if you owned the hotel, you'd want to have photos of yourself all over the hotel? Well, your employees... Because they adore you so much, they'd be putting them up. In their private homes, though, right? No, just everywhere. Big banners. Maybe a statue of you. See, I wasn't on board until you said statue. And I was going to say, like, the statue is making it better. I would like a statue of me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would want a statue of me. Hmm. You guys need to start a company. Be really good to your employees. I am is the good company is the company about is it a statue making company? Yeah. Mine's plumbing. So then Kramer is back in New York City. You guys happy he's back? Pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I'll be do you happy guys... when they're all back? I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. You know, overall I have to say I I it's okay that they went to L.A., but I prefer when they're all just hanging out in New York. Yeah, Cameron, give us some Seinfeld trivia here. What the, what's the deal with Elaine not being in these episodes? <clears throat> yeah, because she's, she's not in the next episodes either. Well, she's I, like sort of in scenes where it shows like the, the crazy Joe Duvall psychologist. But yeah, she's, she's in only one scene uh, yeah. in the next, uh, the next episode. Was she filming a movie or something? No, I believe she had just had her first child. Oh, um, well, there you go. Don't didn't don't want to write that into storyline, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's why she was absent. Hmm. Um. So, do you guys think this was a good episode overall? I mean, it's okay. I feel like it's better when they're. I don't know. Like when you watch the two episodes together, it's nice. Uh, it was probably more entertaining than the first half of the episode. But you know what? We had such a long gap between the episodes that to me it seemed like kind of like a strange, disjointed episode, full of kind of like funny skits. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think I overall like these episodes. Whenever I'm watching the show and it's like repeats or something, and I see that it's this episode. I usually watch something else or turn off the TV. So some factoids from this week's episode, by the way. So I did look it up. 
uh, Julia Lee Dreyfus was on maternity leave. There you go. Um, also, in this episode, interesting thing, uh, the hotel apartment that Kramer's uh, living in, mm-hmm. same building they used in Pretty Woman, also starring wow. Jason Alexander. And uh, <clears throat> I had it in my notes, but I forgot to mention it. The cop in the car uh, riding shotgun with the literal shotgun there uh, mm-hmm. plays Jake Jarmel in the later seasons. Who's Jake Jarmel? He's Elaine's uh, boyfriend. And then she wants to get back at him later. And he's got those glasses. And she gets a pair of frames that are identical. And then he gets furious at her. Hmm. Yep, I know that one. Yep, I know, I know, I know. He's he's the guy that left a note. They break up, and they get into fights a couple times. She he she's mad at him for not using enough exclamation points. Oh oh, uh, didn't he like get his glasses in like they're like from uh, Thailand or something? Thailand or Malaysia or something? Yeah, Malaysia. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> He also is the one that gets hit by a car and Elaine stops to get Juji fruits. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. Jake Jarmel. Yeah. Hey. Um, Chris, did you did you have some thoughts on this? Yeah, it's an okay episode. Didn't nice. didn't blow my skirt up, but it was okay. Chris's skirt remains unblown up. Yeah. We've got a new rating system for episodes. <laughs> Give us a rating out of one to five skirts blown up. See, now what am I going to do with this part? I don't know. It's think of be my... <sighs> So, as always, I encourage you to head on over to whatsthedealshow.com where you'll find all the show notes for today's episode plus all of our glorious back episodes. They're, they're all there. Everything you want to see, everything you want to listen to. I don't know. Maybe Chris will make a picture for this week. No promises. If something's there, go there. Check it out. You'll see it. And while you're there, you can also see today's topic for the always popular Other Business. And uh, you know what? I've had a request for a couple times now uh, from a listener. I I won't say who, but who has said that he thinks that the show needs to be jazzier and we should put in music for other business uh, wrong I'm inclined to I'm inclined to but this this week maybe I'll throw a song in here somewhere and we'll see how it works out and then yeah, you, we can talk me. about it later yeah uh, so, I'd be fine with that okay well, well I'll take a look and we'll see what happens so this week our piece of other business comes to us from the far land where I went camping. Chinese zoo accused of passing off dog as lion. Uh, a zoo in eastern China housed a Tibetan mastiff in their African lion cage, angering visitors who said the zoo was scamming them. After reportedly paying 15 won, that's $2.50, for an entry ticket, one mother said she brought her son to the zoo as she could learn to identify animal sounds. She was not pleased to hear the lion bark rather than roar. <laughs> uh, 
the uh, the animal department chief tried to explain the problem that the zoo did indeed have a lion, but it had been sent to a breeding facility. Uh, because the cage had remained empty, they decided to temporarily house an employee's pet dog. However, uh, he was unable to explain why the zoo had rodents in their snake enclosure, a fox in their leopard cage, and another dog in the wolf pen. The chief explained that they're all temporary and the real animals will be back shortly. This is now, funny. This is really the thing, funny. The thing about this story is this photo looks That dog looks like a lion dog. Like this this photo can't be real, is it? Like it looks fake, doesn't it? No, it's real. It looks it like looks a fake real. photo to me. No, it's fake. What's fake about it? Look at the haze. Look at the recognizable haze of the Honestly, Chinese. Honestly, like, this photo could be in the onion. I mean, maybe it's this a real whole, photo, but it looks story. fake. No, I think it's a real. I think it's a real photo. Look at how the shadows are being cast compared to the ca- uh, to, to the cars behind him. It looks totally the same. It's definitely yeah. real. I yeah, believe it's real. it's real, but it looks fake to me. That okay. So it's a real photo, and I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's an amazing story. It really is. <laughs> How could uh, anyone believe that this is a lion, even for a second? <laughs> wouldn't it be great I, if they like, tried what, to like, like paint in lion colors and stuff? Like, or like they put they... like tails on the on the rats, like snake tails and googly eyes. Like, what are these zookeepers thinking? Do they think this is really going to work? Is this the zoo Matt Damon bought? That's a that's a good joke, actually. <laughs> uh, what this made me think of immediately, and we'll put this into the show notes as well, because this is something that I've seen before, and it, it just freaks me out. Uh, what I felt like they should have done, I'll go ahead and throw it into Skype for you, Chris, is to is to do this, uh, where basically people. <laughs> that's a great picture, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, where people, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they give their poodles cuts to look like yeah. other animal. Yeah. I mean, that looks more like a lion. Yeah, but also with lion. a zebra? I mean, if you take that part off, it looks more like a lion than that Tibetan Mastiff. It really, it really does. Uh, they have some amazing, they have some amazing ones on there. Uh, but I mean, why, why are they doing this? What is the, what are they trying to do? I mean, I don't know where they think these people are from in their life <laughs> that they have never seen a lion and they have never seen a dog and are not going to be able to tell the difference. Wouldn't it be great if they tried to do Jurassic Park in China and they just dressed up other animals in dino costumes? I mean, I would go to that. I mean... I'd- totally go to that it's possible that you could believe this is a lion if you had only ever seen cartoon pictures of a lion you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure that you would i'm not sure that even with a cartoon picture of a lion because you've still seen a dog Mm, yeah actually i just pasted a picture of a cartoon lion in the chat and looking back at this chinese dog doesn't look like a lion (laughs) yeah it it's just a dog do you, they like they should have at least like tried to pass it off as some weird kind of lion, right? Like how there's that um that that kind of like uh like 
panda bear that's red, right? That doesn't look like a regular panda. You guys know the panda I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Evil I think panda? it's maybe called a red panda. It's a red So, you panda. know, they yeah. should have called it like a brown lion or something, like some other kind of lion. And then they could be like, no, it's just a different kind of lion. I mean, they, that wouldn't disguise the barking, but... Uh, How about dog you know. lion? Yeah, <laughs> or lion dog. A lion crossbred with a dog. Patrick and Chris, I specifically pasted the last uh, one up there just. Hold on. I'm in the middle of trying to get something done here. These poor, these poor dogs. Sculpted. I guess they probably don't care. From sculpted poodle stylings. Poodle stylings. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing stuff. I mean, you know, it's our first week back in. I didn't pick a particularly ambitious other business topic, but it was just too hilarious not to talk about. No, I think it's great. Because normally I, I'd have like a bunch of questions to ask about this, but... I, I, I mean, feel like I get well, it. Here's, here's my question for you. Like, I wanted to exactly... hate other business going back, but it's too good. It's knowing too good. exactly what you would be in for, would you pay to go to the zoo? Absolutely. I was a good-looking dog. I would love to go and see what is basically the worst zoo in the world. No, no, no. You'd be paying to go and see a dog kennel. A fancy dog kennel. Yeah. And I would pay gladly. There's like two bucks, they said. I could pay two bucks to see some, some big dogs. $2.50? Yeah, do that. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, let me set the scene for, for next week. Next week, we will be looking at The Pitch, which was originally broadcast as a two-part, one-hour special with The Ticket. I believe we will be looking at them episode by episode as they are currently viewed in syndication. So it is season four, episode three. And in this episode, Jerry is made an offer by NBC to pitch a show about him. And it could be anything. He's just in it. Uh, George decides to glom on to the idea. Uh, Crazy Joe Davola is finally introduced. And Elaine has a small, short cameo in Europe. Oh, we also meet Susan for the first time, of course. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, next week's episode. Pretty funny episode. Uh, we're ready to go. I can say right now that there will be an episode next week after you hear this one. I'm going out on a limb. So if Patrick and Chris bail on me, I don't know what the episode's going to be like, but there will be an episode. You'll just do it by yourself. Mark my words. One okay. Minute. All right. All right. So go on. Head over to What's the Deal Show. Relive all your favorite memories of days gone by. Get ready. Get pumped. And then, now that the show's back, maybe uh, seeing as how you've probably defriended and unfollowed us on Twitter, Patrick's going to tell you what to do. Yeah, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to twitter.com slash WTDshow, uh, or type at WTDshow into the thinger, and you can follow us. Occasionally, we tweet other things. It's probably the thing that we look at the most of the social networking things. Uh, you can also, if you're into Facebook, you can like us on Facebook. You go to facebook.com slash what's the deal show, I think. 
kind of forget. It's been a while. It seems right to me. Uh, and you can follow us on Tumblr if you like Tumblr. I think you just go to whatsthedealshow.com and hit follow if you want to do that. Do all those things. That's a great idea. Chris, mm-hmm. what else can they do? Well, you can help us out by, depending on what you think, you can tip us one to three dollars. Mm-hmm. If you're a big shot. If you're a big shot. <laughs> uh, that's a good picture, Chris. <laughs> Put a lot, put a lot of effort into that. One. <laughs> they just came to me. Gonna oh. say, oh man. Um, or you can go to iTunes and you know rate us in iTunes. One, one to five stars. Only five would be acceptable. You know the deal. It hasn't been that long. You know the what's the deal? That's right. Good one, Cameron. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That is so. a wrap. As do I do, you feel say. like we're getting back in the swing of things, or do you feel like this was a train wreck? This was a goofy uh, episode, but you know what? I think we killed it. People are gonna you love know, it because they love us. People are gonna, gonna be so starved; they'll take whatever they can get. They're gonna Absolutely. have paintings of us up on their walls, like Lenin. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that Cameron doesn't have to edit out that I did gold it's gold solid gold yeah (laughs) so as always we'd like to extend a hearty thank you from christopher young yep thanks patrick armstrong Mm -hmm. and myself cameron wong thank you very much for listening and we will be with you again next week So can we just mark this episode as explicit? Somehow that would save me a lot of time.